Hi, my name is Anamika Hops, and this is The Art Friend Show, where every conversation focuses on getting to know the essence of creativity itself. I'd love to invite you as well to join me inside of Art Friend School, where we go deeper into these topics and join in with other art friends around the world. Thanks so much for joining us, and let's get to the show. Hi, I'm Anamika, and this is Elise, and we're going to meet you today. Here I am. (laughs) Can you tell everyone your full name and where you live and what you make? Um, My name is Elise Friedrich, and I live in Portland, Oregon, and I am a crochet maker. Yeah, I don't don't call it artist. Maybe we'll get into that. We're going to talk about that. Um, And yeah, I crochet things. Um, often for little kids, but, um, also just for like, like this pillow, you know, you could have this in a child's room or, or on in your my couch. Room. Yeah. Like, like I would have that on my bed. Yeah. Couch. Um, these little disco balls. Who doesn't love a disco ball? Um, so yeah, home stuff and lots of things for littles. Um, I have lots of little samples here, little toddler purses. Here's a little bee. So, um, Elise, your company is named... Cricket and Clover. Um, and when did you when did you declare that name? And you know, yes, I came up with that name. So I have one child, and her name is Iris, but her nickname is Cricket. That's what I call her. And she has a bunny that she's had since birth that has been her favorite best friend and her bunny's name is Clover and so I don't know I feel like sometimes like people especially like mom like makers like end up like naming their businesses after their kids or whatever I'm like well I have one but like I don't know and it's like doing stuffed animals and stuff is like this is like my kid and her like very special stuffed animal Mm -hmm. so anyways there's it was a literal like it was it's it's like Iris Iris and her stuffy yeah cricket and Clover yes so I don't know it sounded cutesy I like cutesy yeah. And so I feel like I had that name years and years ago. I don't know, Iris was like, I mean, she was almost five, but when she was maybe like one, I kind of came up with that name, got like the Instagram domain. I don't, I don't run an Etsy, but I feel like maybe I registered an Etsy for it. You're like, um, this is going to be my favorite. Yeah, like this, when I get around to it, this is the name that I want. So I'm going to like snatch this up now mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bee yeah um and but then I started making I mean really this this was the first <clears throat> dinosaur I made this is Iris's dinosaur um so it's extra loved um this is what they look like after being snuggled for a few years which I think like, they're in incredible still looks, <laughs> still looks really good yeah um and then so I made this one for Iris made one for Every other kid I know made one for your kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then I ran out of kids to give things to and still wanted to keep making them. So yeah. I was like, well, I guess I'll sell at markets. Mm-hmm. I can't be bothered to ship things. I mean, I will. I'll get to that. But it's mm-hmm. it's a barrier right yeah. now. So, so like doing an Etsy. So I also I, do markets. Yeah. You're, you know, you did one of your first markets last fall, right? I did. My first market was at the um, community house here in our neighborhood at the, in December. Mm-hmm. And then I've done one other, and then I have a big one coming up in May. So Way bigger. So you're really, what I see is being your friend and neighbor, mm-hmm. and we, and Elise, um, 
took care of my daughter for a year prior to preschool, mm-hmm. we formed a playgroup with the neighborhood kids. And if you walk into her house, it is so beautiful. You see your hand crocheted seasonal garlands, oh, yeah. seasonal garlands, stuffies. Iris is typically wearing a gorgeous handmade sweater <laughs> and hat combination. Oh, yeah, the bars. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those. Everything is, it's, I have a kid cannot have. I mean, Elise. Have somebody on it. So. Elise is one of those people where you, as a as a working artist who is, you know, I'm clearly, really, I spend a lot of time thinking about art and mm-hmm. making. So when I walk into your house, I'm absolutely delighted because yeah, I just really I just sweet. see how much you pour into it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think I'm not the only one in your life that's like, you could sell these. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of people say that. And mm-hmm. I'm very, like, not to be, like, self-deprecating, just being self-aware. Like, yeah. I'm not an entrepreneurial person. Mm-hmm. And so, like, putting myself out, like, this is, this is a lot. Yeah. The, um, but being like, hey, I made this. Like, please buy it. Like, that's spend such, your hard-earned money different. on this and like putting a value on your work has been such a mm-hmm. a challenge for mm-hmm. me um yeah I'm a very reluctant business person but at the same time like I can't keep all this stuff in my house and so I need people to buy it and take it away <laughs> and you're so. almost at the point of <laughs> okay I'll start a business because you make so much yeah of it. yeah like it's yeah. very much like I crochet every mm-hmm. day every night it's like my self-care mm-hmm. and so but yeah like my kid is overwhelmed with crocheted items like mm-hmm. my friends <laughs> kids are like okay yes and sure, we're all I'll like another bonnet like okay, can I have that bespoke sweater <laughs> yeah. yeah and I think this is where you know we get to chat about this but mm-hmm. for the purposes of, of kind of showcasing you yeah This is when I feel like, as a community member, when I walk around a craft fair, Mm -hmm. what a gift. Yeah. That those people at those tables, like you, are taking the time to take the risk and also the generous um, act of of letting us see your wares. Yeah. Of letting people people see what you do. But that's your view as an artist. That's my view. Because, like, that you have that value. But, like, being at a market, like, some people are like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Some people are like, what? Why are you charging this much for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get that for, (laughs) I mean, we'll get, that's also, that's also, when I was installing paintings at the hospital, Mm -hmm. I love that venue because it's not an art gallery. It's yeah. a gallery in a hospital. Yeah. And so you get kind of, you know, the mom coming through, what? If I had $2,000, I yeah. wouldn't buy that. You know, yeah. and I'm sitting there like, you know, listening. But I think that's a, you also have people coming in and saying, wow, oh, it's so good to have color here. Da-da-da. Yeah. So you, there's the sense of vulnerability bringing your work to market and asking for people to pay. Yeah. Um, but there's also finding the right audience that appreciates yeah. it. Yeah, and that's, um, that's the which challenge. we don't have the crystal ball, right? Yeah. If anyone's watching this, because I know there's a variety of um, experience levels and connections in the community of the Art Friend Show, and so if you happen to have experience in this type of thing, in like handmade heirloom 
-hmm. toys yeah in you know I'm not sure which aspect of it you're interested in having help with in your business but for example like wholesale buyers or um, even just better like which particular shows or companies to approach yeah might be helpful yeah it's an interesting thing I mean I've been really lucky so far being like such a small I mean I'm very much a person that's just like, I'm just going to let things come to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not yeah. entrepreneurial, but in that, you know, like I have, um, I mean, I have not a ton of my stuff here today. I was like scrounging together stuff because most of my like stash mm-hmm. is at, um, there's a, in our Portland neighborhood, there's this place called Play Forest and it's like a children's museum, mini children's museum sort of play spot. And the owner of that place is amazing very Mm -hmm. entrepreneurial and she just manifests loveliness Mm -hmm. and she was like hey like any like mama makers want to like put their stuff in my store and I was like I guess yes me please and she's like great I'll take it all and so so all your all your stuff is (laughs) in a store in our neighborhood for sale yeah and so and you know people seem to enjoy it there and it's nice to have that like more um, direct like feedback of like people are like seeing and touching my things every day mm-hmm. and you know and she'll be like oh you sold this or you sold this or oh people are really loving this and so mm-hmm. it's nice to have that like feedback because otherwise it's just in my house like my friends will tell me but like sometimes I get around to posting things on Instagram also like not the best like social media person it's um, a lot of diff- the, all of those things are different than crocheting yes yeah I just well and that's And that's what's hard, and I know we've talked about this, like, over the years of, like, taking something that is your, like, stress relief, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, this is something that I very much do to, like, ease anxiety, and, like, for my mental health, and, like, to unwind, and to keep my hands busy, and occupy my brain, so, like, all the other stuff doesn't happen in there, Mm -hmm. and, and then changing it into something that's supposed to, like, make money, Mm -hmm. And I'm really skirting that line right now and, like, wavering of, like, is this too much? Like, is this not as fun anymore or is this not as therapeutic anymore? And I feel like as of right now, it's like, okay, no, it still it still is. But mm-hmm. I, like, I am very hesitant about, you know, like, opening the Etsy shop or, like, trying to, like, push too much, like, too yeah. soon especially to yeah. have it be something bigger because primarily mm-hmm. it's my like mental health unwind activity right um mm-hmm. and so yeah like and you I think were the first person who ever told me like years ago and it's really stuck with me that like you don't have to monetize everything that like brings you joy no you like, don't even you know, if even if people are like these are great and you think, yeah you don't have to yeah yeah and so that's like a, a constant internal mm-hmm. thing that I'm like do I need to monetize like no I want to and like I want mm-hmm. it's what I tell myself is that like like from a practical standpoint mm-hmm. I cannot have all this stuff in my house and so like it has to go away somewhere somewhere like yeah. I, I could just donate it somewhere right. but like to at least like recoup some no. of my costs yeah. for materials I mean like, it, it may be that, like a few things a few things can mm-hmm. I can yes so okay, my favorite it's like my favorite thing to do so some of what you're saying is that you've been really mindful about checking in and saying yes okay this this plethora of heirloom quality crocheted goods comes from the way that crocheting itself is 
a way to take care of yourself. Yes. You do it. It calms your mind. It keeps your hands busy. It fills your home with beauty. It's a good thing. Mm -hmm. What you've done is allowed yourself to try naming it as a business, Mm -hmm. putting prices on it, Mm -hmm. coming to the community and letting new people (laughs) meet it, you know? Yeah. Um, being represented by a local store mm-hmm. that's now your storefront, basically. Yeah. And you're still saying, okay, is this still a good fit? And that kind of, can I get nerdy now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> you might have heard this, but it's the like, it's the three types of value for our art okay. concept. So there's, I think that m- most artists I know, myself included, we make a majority of our work for a sense of self-expression mm-hmm. and it helps us feel like we're actualizing ourselves, we're using our voice, taking care of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. make it for, for the like nourishing benefit of making it. Yeah. And then another type of value that art making can bring is community. And that's, that's actually different from like you and I connecting. Mm-hmm. It's the art itself fosters a connection with others. Right? So it's like this thing that healed you or soothed you while you made yeah. it then soothes the person who yeah. really fits in. Yeah. So there's self expression, there's connection, yeah. connection with others, and then there's money. And so sometimes an art object could be a form of self expression, it causes connection with others, mm-hmm. and we get paid to do it. Mm-hmm. Other times it's only for self expression. Sometimes there's like public art or whatever that's only about connection. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a lot of people make commercial art. They don't want to paint Santas, but they're painting Santas because they yeah. get paid to paint Santas. You know, and it's yeah. a bit of self-expression, a bit of connection, but mm-hmm. it's mostly in that pot. Yeah. I'm going to stop at teacher mode okay. and just um, say one more thing that I've seen. There's a lot of maker friends that I know, like my friend who are wearing her jewelry right now, They'll make a whole variety, like a full line of products like this, Mm -hmm. and then kind of realize that there's a certain few things that actually do work out well for the money category. Yeah. Um, That, you know, you can charge well enough and they're, you can make them enough, you know, like maybe, I don't have no idea, but like maybe these end up being kind of your bread and butter. Yeah. And you make this just to keep yourself interested. Right, yeah. That sort of thing is what I've seen a lot in handmade businesses. Yeah. I'm interested in, like, especially this, I'm doing unique markets in May mm-hmm. in Portland. It's, like, a two-day event. Very, um... Fancy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a much bigger market than what I've previously done. Um, and I'm curious to see, especially after doing that, what kind of gets the most interest because yeah, I would, you know, I still want to make all of the things, but like, you know, some things are a lot more like cost and time effective to make than others. And Mm -hmm. so then if those things happen to be like what, you know, like sells best, you know, that yeah, I can like more easily mass produce those where, you know, like the stuffed animals like are like, that takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, like, you know, the price point goes with that. And so it's like, you know, if there's not a market for that, there's not a market for that. Or maybe there's a market for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm curious to see that as I, like, do more markets and, like, put it out there. That's what I'm trying to, you know, the little steps that I'm taking being, like, this is fine. Like, I don't need to make money for this. Like, this is not, like, my job. Yeah. So, like, I can, like, have the space to like experiment and like learn from it and just like see like what's Mm -hmm. 
going yeah. on out there and um you know, it's like it's like market research it's yeah, like what i'm is. like doing yeah yeah now of like i'm gonna make these things like do you like it it's okay if you don't like it like it's, yeah you know, would you pay this would you what would you pay like yeah um, like you're bringing them all so this unique market mm-hmm. in portland yeah in may it's your biggest show ever. yeah yeah yes yeah i mean and mm-hmm. who knows like i mean i feel like in terms of like Portland markets, I feel like the big, big ones are like unique markets and crafty wonderland. Mm-hmm. And they're like two days, like they do them a few times a year. And so like, I don't know if I'll ever do a market bigger than this one. I mean, I'd yeah. love to, you know, do this one like several times, but, um, I getting accepted like into this market was very, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like it was very nice. Like I'm definitely the most like amateur person, like going, like I'm a, oh. the least established business they got accepted into this market and it's like competitive to get in. And so like that felt good that like, mm-hmm. you know, the people like mm-hmm. saw my stuff and were like, okay, yeah, no, I think this like, let's mm-hmm. like take this chance on this person. And so, um, we'll see how that manifests it, yeah. the actual, like it's mother's day weekend. Um, Oh, exciting. And, so it's the 13th and 14th of May. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love thinking of it as market research. Yeah. (laughs) I'm almost thinking you're like a, you're like a restaurant concept. Yeah. And you're like, okay, here's the menu. Yeah. Of what I'm making. Here's what I would need to charge to sustain making all these things. And then just kind of see what the best sellers are. Yeah. See what people's tastes are. And that's what, I mean, I guess, you know, I'm saying that like I'm not an entrepreneurial person, like... Because this is something that I'm doing already, like, the Mm -hmm. stakes are very low. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not like I need to, like, invest into, you know, like, a restaurant or, like, whatever Mm -hmm. um, or another, like, business venture. It's like, okay, I can, like, try this out and, like, see. Mm -hmm. So that's what I, like, tell myself when I'm feeling, like, anxious about it. Like, this is fine. Like, Mm -hmm. I paid to get into this market. Like, if I only make what I paid to get into the market, like, back. Yeah. It's fine. And I'm sure I will. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, because you're in the, you're in, like, the... We would call that an entrepreneurial nerdiness. We call that the proof of concept phase. Yeah, okay, yes. You're in the proof of concept phase. So you're right now you're really investing into your business and you're trying to figure out which concept of it like will work as a sustainable yeah. business. Yeah. Well yeah. I I mean for you know, in the art creative realm, I mean, just kind of barely being in that, like I and, like, the markets that I've done, like, I've had, like, conversations with, like, other vendors that were just sitting mm-hmm. there and, like, having sold, haven't sold anything. And I'm like, what are we even doing? <laughs> like, is this a thing? Yeah. Like, is, what, yeah. like, making good? Like, do you think this is good? Like, yeah. like, no, I think that's great. I don't know why people aren't buying it. Right. Like, and, and how, especially if you're doing, I don't know, like, markets or even if you're selling online, like, being able to, like, do your due diligence to, like, make sure... Like, you're going to have some good markets, you're going to have some bad markets, whatever, mm-hmm. and just because you have a bad one doesn't mean... I mean, like, the two markets that I have done yeah. so far have been very low-attended mm-hmm. markets, and so, like, yeah. they haven't been... I mean, I've made my money back, but, like, it's not, like... But it wasn't also, something that it's, like, I really got something here. Yeah, and they weren't focused on, like, everybody's there to buy heirloom-quality right. toys. Right. You know, they were kind of, like, a bunch yeah. of stuff going on. This yeah. This will be, be kind of... People are coming to shop. Yes, that is different. Good. Like, people, you have to have, you know, you pay admission to yeah. go to this market. And so that is different than, um, yeah. yeah then people are going expecting to buy mo- spend money. Typically, spring shows, the sales are lower than the holiday yes. shows. But you make, you make connections at the spring shows that people are aware of you. And you can, like, 
tend to those relationships so that by the holiday shows, people are like, I'm getting those for everyone on my list. Yeah. It's more of a relation, like, it's a great, uh, test market. Yeah. And that's, and I feel pretty, like, knowing that this is a spring one, knowing, especially when I do a lot of, like, kids stuff, it's like, yeah, like, Mm -hmm. the time to buy a lot of the stuff is more holiday time, and so, you know, it's like... People might want to like stash stuff away for you You'd know. Be like or, get your holiday gifts now. I know winter <laughs> is coming, people. Yeah. Like, um, everything's not in bloom. Yeah, um, it's gonna come around again. Just like get that. it now and yeah. stash it away. You know, or like birthdays or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. you know, the main you know birthdays are year round. But like, yeah. yeah, pretty much everybody gets like gifts around you know the holidays. So uh-huh. I know that like even I feel committed that like even if this market happens to be like not the best. That I'm going to do another one, like, yeah. sign up again, is try to get the same market mm-hmm. um, in the winter, because that's... Yeah. That's the that's the one. Yeah. I would also say, like, in 2015, I did... I was doing the circuit of a lot of the markets yeah. in town, mm-hmm. with the prints and originals and yeah. stuff, and all of the people I just went to the coast for the weekend mm-hmm. with, that group formed at, like... You know, Crafty Wonderland, mm-hmm. May 2015. Yeah. It was a terrible sales-wise for me. Yeah. But the other vendors that I made friends with have become my core group of professional businesswomen, yes. of artist friends. And so one thing I've seen in you, and I try not to be, like, aggressive about it, but I <laughs> probably am, is when you when you kind of tiptoe around the idea of calling yourself an artist or even calling yourself an entrepreneur yeah in these new identities mm-hmm. that you're trying on yeah i would say that a lot of the people who are going to be at that market might be at the same type of stage yeah and there's a there's a potential for such a rich friendship when you're at that same stage of your business journey yeah. or your artistic journey or your motherhood journey or what have yeah. you um that you know and some of those first like customers or people who mm-hmm. see them yeah so yeah I mean it's well I mean the art yeah. the artist thing I don't know who knows like I don't feel like I, I'm yeah. being self-deprecating when no, I say like we, I'm not an artist like yeah, I think you it's know, fascinating to it's, see why we do yeah, or don't I think call it, ourselves that I know I feel like I meant to even like yeah because we've been talking about this for a while like what is the definition of this of like artist versus like creative versus maker? I feel I don't love the term maker. I think it's very like popular and buzzy and it is uh-huh. what is probably the right word. Yeah, it's very um, like for pop, me and what I do. Current. Yeah. yeah. But like I mean I'm like I feel like we had this like conversation like a year ago via text too and mm-hmm. you were like talking about like right brain left brain or whatever just like you're like oh you're so creative. I'm like I'm I'm not though. And I'm not saying that as like a I'm terrible. No, no. You're it's like, a, it's like, I don't see myself as that. I don't think that that's accurate. Like I'm crafty, like mm-hmm. I'm crafty, mm-hmm. not creative, maybe a little bit creative, but like, you know, all of these things that I made, like I can follow you directions follow. Mm-hmm. so well. Mm-hmm. Like I love me some Ikea furniture. Yeah. Like I would love that. That's, that's my dream job. It's just yeah. like putting together Ikea furniture. Like I want to work okay, at Ikea. I will call but you. Like, yeah. And, and but you know, these, none of these are my like original designs. Like other people like make these patterns. Sometimes I think about like, I could make a pattern and then probably, I would be, then maybe I would be an artist. Like, you I, know, you and know. that might be the type of thing you eventually decide. Yeah. Or not like I, this, I've done knitting and crochet mm-hmm. and, 
it drives me nuts. Yeah. Because I don't want to have to keep referring back to somebody else's pet. Like, yeah. I like the improvisational nature of paint because I yeah. can just do what I want because immediately. You're an artist. <laughs> well, <laughs> but am I, am I, am I, am I though? Like, really? I don't know. Yes. Like, every. <laughs> Or in, and did I just did I just end up that way because I can't do this? Well, I mean, I think that you know, if we're talking about like left brain, right brain, I mean, yeah. like I am a rule follower. Like I love rules. I love instructions. I love recipes. Like mm-hmm. where you know, like there are other people in my life. Like my you know, my mother in law is very famously like I don't follow a recipe. Like I can't be burdened by a recipe. Right. And I'm like, how do you make anything without yeah. a recipe? Like I don't. I want to know. This is the thing. <laughs> I want to know that what I am spending time on is going to turn out right. Yeah. Or yeah. good. So you and have so that risk tolerance. I have no risk tolerance. You're aware of that. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. fine. Some people don't. And so... Totally. That's why I yeah. attracted someone like you to also be in my daughter's life. Yes. So she can see different yeah. examples. I'm very risk averse. Uh, yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. you know... So yeah, I think that it does... I mean, it's interesting how then like the other parts of your personality like transfer into these other things Mm -hmm. and and that I it's very soothing to me to do things like this or like you know what I really like paint my number like I don't know is that like is that blasphemous to you like I don't know no not at all because I I love love smearing paint around but I could not be bothered to fill out a but you know I I love painting on like Alicia's mural at the preschool yeah yeah I love painting other people's yeah 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 you're right so it's, well, I mean, it's interesting too, because like my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, whether she gets it from me or comes by it, honestly, I don't know, like she loves paint by number or like uh-huh. color by number. It's yeah. Like, she's like, I want to know what is the right thing to do. And like, it needs to be right. I'm like, you yeah. can do whatever color you want. She's like, no, what color is it supposed to be? Yeah. I was like, oh, sorry. I think you got that from me. Yeah. Like, so that, but it's like taking that type of brain or that type of, um, methodical thinking, yeah. methodical thinking and applying it to a heirloom quality product create I think it could also really um soothe you in your business one like right now might be really stressful because Mm -hmm. you don't have a proof of concept yes but once you start to have a reliable thing whether it's one product or one wholesale account or one show you really understand what you can expect at that Mm -hmm. type of show yeah then you'll have you know, like, you know, your recipe, you'll have your method. Yeah. This is how I do this thing. This is what I can expect. And you'll even know where there's room for improvement. Yeah. So this might be like the single most stressful part of the whole thing is the unknown at the beginning. Yeah. And that, yeah. And I do feel that for sure. That's mm-hmm. like, I'm just, you know, I don't know exactly how to prep for this market. Like it's mm-hmm. much bigger than anything else. Like it's a two day market. I'm like, how much stuff do I even need to bring? What sort of stuff? How much yeah. of each item? And it's just like, yeah. what is that? Is that like throwing pasta at the wall? Like, is that the thing? You know, yeah, is this? spaghetti at yeah, the yeah. wall. And it's like how I live my whole life. Uh, yeah. Like, is this but right? I, have, is this I do. Yeah. I might be able to find checklists from a million years ago. Yeah. But you probably would create your own. And I, well, and I've kind of seen that, you know, there are these like general mm-hmm. rubrics of like, okay, however much you want to make, like bring double that to mm-hmm. the market. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, but like. 14 different like things Products. like how much mm-hmm. of each thing and like crochet is really time consuming crochet mm-hmm. has to be done by hand it yeah. cannot be done by a machine it's what makes it special I think like mm-hmm. that's and why if you see crocheted tops at Target that are less than $20 that are less than $200 just think about it's not okay <laughs> the world we live in right <laughs> I, now I did just yeah. see a dress 
at yesterday at Marine Layer that was crocheted that was like 200 and something dollars. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. still don't know exactly what the markup is of this because yeah. it's like a larger brand. But like, at least this is closer to like what something like this should yeah. be. It was a lot more expensive than like their other dresses. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Like, you know, not quite double, but like, I was like, okay, this seems to be, mm-hmm. this is what it should be. But like, Target, no. Like, you cannot. Yeah. Get, like, don't buy crochet things at Target. Yeah. We are getting <laughs> onto our, um, like, you know, capitalism and fast yeah. fashion type of rant. But I think that it's actually, um, hang on. I'm just going to start that again. Um, so I think it's relevant though, because it is again about positioning, right? Yeah. There is no comparison for an original handmade item, especially when you can meet the maker, meet the artist, meet the yeah. creator, whatever you want to call yourself. And, um, there's apples and oranges in yeah. terms of comparing, comparing like, mass-produced goods yeah any type of original art um but I think what's so awesome to me is that you're willing Mm -hmm. you know you're willing to try it and you're being your grounded thoughtful self Mm -hmm. in every step of it yeah and I think that that's something that so many of us in this artist you know lifestyle we reach this point where we're like oh, I could grow bigger, or you could try yeah. this show. And what I see you doing is really sitting with that risk, mm-hmm. with that dis- kind of discomfort, Yeah. and saying, at the end of the day, like, am I still just going to get to crochet? Yeah. And, or do you enjoy that business? You know, you can yeah. just keep asking. It's, I mean, it's an interesting thing. With, I mean, I guess there are people who have, like, a full-time crochet business. I think there are not a ton of them. I think also most of them are pattern makers because that's where like the real, yeah. that's where, you that's know, when you start to sell your, um, idea instead of your labor. Yes. And so, but other, mm-hmm. from a labor standpoint, cause that's what, like my husband's like, Oh, do you think this could be like a thing? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, I don't know. You may have like, to hire people to well, yeah. crochet. And that's, like, the, the amount of time that it takes. Yeah. It's like, I would have to crochet, like, a lot. Like, that's... all day, every day. Yeah. Um, you and know, they... in order to make, like, a real... <laughs> and then and then the marketing and, like, all the stuff on top of that. Yeah. It's the, you know, again, to totally nerd out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, the time for a money box. Yeah. If it's a product or a service, right? Um, for example, I... I teach private lessons. Mm-hmm. That's my time for money. Mm-hmm. But if I teach to a group, that's my time for yeah. more people. Or if I teach a pre-recorded class, that's a download. Yes. That's more product-wise. Your time for money is like an original, irreplaceable yeah. heirloom. But if you then, um, you know, say you make a pattern and you sell it, you're just selling the creation and like the troubleshooting of it, but then you're selling the idea of it yeah. to many. And you or do you the can, work once yeah. and then it's like, but yeah. And that's, like, yeah, that's how most, um, of us that work in two dimensions mm-hmm. over our career, I'm, you know, really finally getting this now that I'm mm-hmm. self-supporting and looking at my own retirement, providing for yeah. myself. I'm like, okay, everything I make, I need to get the copyright, get the um, archived like high res file yeah. because that actually once this painting once I mail it off to Roshni um, yeah. got it hi Roshni if you're watching this um, I own that file forever and I can license it 
again and again and again. Yeah, it's like, like the idea of things. It. Yeah. Or to like Patagonia and they put on a jacket. Yeah. Like it's the ideas that end up being our yes. greatest assets over time. Yes. And that's what. And so it can be hard to get stuck Yeah, you in can't that do that. And, box. Yeah. yeah. Unless I was thinking about that the other day too. That, yeah. Unless I'm a pattern maker, it's like, yeah, I put in, like, this takes. I don't know, an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes to make, mm-hmm. 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 and then it sells for however much I can get from it, yeah. and like, and then it's gone. Yeah. And, you know, so whereas, yeah, if you're like a photographer, if you, you know, are painting or whatever, like you have the original, but then, yeah, if you can copy it. Yeah. Like. You can, you can, if you can repurpose it. Yes. You repurpose, what you eventually entrepreneurial nerdiness. Yeah. Sustainability is we want to do something where we like. Maybe it hits all three pots, self-expression, mm-hmm. connection with others, creates money for us, and then streamline the delivery of it so that we can have it more predictable and, like, understand how much it really costs us yeah. to sustain it. Yeah. And then not have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah maybe that's why all your crochet professional peers make patterns. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's what, mm-hmm. you know, and this, yeah, especially if you're, yeah, as far as I can tell, that's where... I don't know. If I was the sole provider, like, for my family, like, trying to do this, like, that would be a real slog. Mm -hmm. But I'm also, like, I don't need it to be that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't need this to be, like, my career. Like, I'm very happy having it be, like, this is my hobby. Mm -hmm. And also, like, you know, having it be, like, a slight side hustle, like, at the same time. And, you know, making my money back or even, like, a little bit more. And Mm so... And then not having it be stressful. Yeah. Because you have the space to it, experiment. Yeah, and that's what a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's I don't know, it's an interesting thing as I kind of, you know, I'm like six months into like trying to like have yeah. this be like s- something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that thing is, but that's um yeah, like what like feels right and mm-hmm. feels sustainable for me and my mm-hmm. lifestyle and like mm-hmm. my family and the bandwidth that I have for, mm-hmm. you know, like as this market approaches, I'm like, but I don't feel like crocheting today. Right. You don't like, like to work. Well, that's stressful because like I only have however many days until mm-hmm. this market and I feel mm-hmm. like I don't have anything and like if I don't crochet today, you know, like, oh yeah, it's a, oh yeah, honey. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is, what is that? You. So yeah. I don't like my, I keep like my friend that I'm doing this market with, she does Palmer clay earrings and mm-hmm. you know, it's. Uh, she's like more established in it than I am, but I'm like, I just, can I just manifest please that I can like crochet whatever I want every day. And then we just do a market one in May uh-huh. and one in December. And then like all of my stuff just sells out. Like, can that I mean, just that be, might, why can't that be You might thing? need a bit of a, like a PR and marketing strategy in between, <laughs> yeah. but that could, that could, that yeah. could be your life. Like, or you could just say, you know what? I refuse to promote. I refuse to do any of this. <laughs> And at those shows, your entire marketing strategy is this is all you get. Yeah. Like you suckers. Like yeah, you have like, to. Like, it's not going to be anywhere and, else. And again you just tell people, like, you're, you're refusing to play that whole thing and go have an online shop and whatever. And they just have to save up their little coupons. For, yeah. That could be. You really could. You can do anything you want. Uh, yeah. You actually can. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, 
It's interesting. Because, yeah, I mean, the social media game, like, makes my brain and soul hurt. Like, I don't know how you do it. Like, you do it so well. Like, we're on the last Facebook video. We've been chatting <laughs> for a long time. I, um, um, I bet you also do know that I also went through recently. I've unfollowed all the way down to zero to try to stop scrolling. Yeah. Fun fact, even when you follow zero accounts, they just present oh, you know. with tons of stuff to look and at. And then so the algorithm like knows, work. like, but you will like this. I'm like, I do doesn't like work. that. Yeah. So I did that, and I delegated to virtual assistant to post on my behalf, because I was okay. like, I'm going to either quit the platform, Yeah. I tried not to touch it for a while, and now I'm having a very different experience, because mm-hmm. this is like, I'm thinking of Instagram as like, What's the kind of party I want to host? It's yeah. actually deeply connecting with people that, yeah. I, that I care about. And so Instagram is not really built for 40-minute videos. <laughs> is that what we're at? Does it say? Where does Probably it say? somewhere around there. <laughs> um, so I'm not using it, like, in that way, but I'm doing it in a way that, like, is helping me find my voice as a, like, variety show host. So it's yes. serving me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think we can really make our own rules. It's one of the best parts of owning our own businesses. Yeah. Is you can constantly just say what do you want to opt into or out of. Yeah. Um, and then if you felt like if you felt like it, there's probably a recipe or a method for wholesale, for Instagram, yeah. for any of that stuff. You might even crush it way better than I ever did yeah. because you're willing to follow a protocol. Yeah. I mean, having this stuff like in the shop in mm-hmm. town is very helpful to me. Also, like... Brittany, who owns that store, is mm-hmm. infinitely generous and, like, she doesn't charge, like, very much, like, yeah. for her portion, because she's like, no, I just want you to, like, you know, mm-hmm. be, I, I don't want that to be a barrier for you, like, you need to, like, get enough money from this, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like is not always the case if you're doing, like, wholesale, it's, like, 50%, or, totally. you know, mm-hmm. um, and so, it's, yeah. What are the prices? Do you happen to know them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, some stuff I'm still sort of, like, working out, so, like, mm-hmm. these are, um, it's like a baby bonnet that has a little like elf um, thing, and these are um, usually like twenty to twenty five. Um, baby bonnets, and twenty the, to twenty five. The plush. And there's like these plush ones that are so cute. These are, are like, what, 30, 35. thirty or thirty five. Um, they're so cozy. The so cute. The I know a baby that needs this one. Okay. Like the disco balls, um, you know, all these are like sort of like where I'm trying to like, I've been, so lately I was trying to like price things of like, what are other, because other people make these patterns, what are other people selling these at? But like some people really underprice their work. And so what I'm trying to do for this market is, is timing myself, Mm -hmm. weighing out like each, you know, I like made this poll last night. I was like, how much does this weigh? Figure that out, like Mm -hmm. with the cost of the yarn. So, you know, how much is it materials and then like timing myself, Mm -hmm. how long it took to make it and like paying myself a living wage. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's being helpful. So like those, you know, like Mm -hmm. 20 ish for that, um, for the disco balls, you know, and that's like some of the things though, it's like, I have these like basket sets. Those are so cool. Like. Wow. But they take so long to make. And yeah. it's like, you can get these at Target. And you, you might. Know? Yeah, or but you're not like, competing with Target. Set, right. But right. like, so like $65 for a set of three. But then it's like. No, these are going to eventually be like 130 That's the thing. Who? That's the Who thing is that? you. <laughs> this is where sometimes, honestly, sometimes we also go, oh, I can't do this particular thing as a business. Right. 
And that's, not that yeah. you can't do all of this, but maybe right. there's a certain type of product that yeah. just the market won't bear it. Right. I see this a lot with ceramics. Yeah. Too, where mm -hmm. there's like a perception of how much functional ceramics cost versus sculpture. Yes. Right. So there, we can hit these ceilings, um, and it's just it's so good to talk about pricing. I think all of us deal with it, and I know one thing that's helped me and a lot of clients and friends is to just create a pricing menu. Yeah. So you you establish your prices. Right now you just rattled off a bunch of them. And those yeah. are yours and you just work up from there. Yeah. So right now you have your menu and you, yeah. you can put things on sale, but at least you know so that, I know I don't know about you, but I often have kind of a crisis of like doubt before a show. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult to price things if I'm feeling like less than. Yeah. So if I have a standardized menu, I'm like, okay, that type of painting costs, you know, Six hundred fifty dollars mm -hmm. or seven hundred and eighty. I have to mm -hmm. check my prices. I forgot, mm -hmm. but um, then I know. Okay, every year that I'm in business, I just raise them a bit, or every yeah. show, whatever. Whenever yeah. you're willing, you raise yeah. them a bit. Yeah, and you just keep going up. Um, but that way, across at least your whole line, all the prices are feeling pretty consistent. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's it's interesting. It's a because well, this is the difference maybe in being an artist versus like a maker. It's like because other people do make basically the exact same thing that I do. Mm -hmm. They have their prices established. Whereas like mm -hmm. these paintings that we are surrounded by all of your beautiful paintings right now, like nobody else is making this exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you get to mm -hmm. like determine like what your work is worth, which mm -hmm. maybe is like extra super it's terribly ta ta yeah, it's challenging really in itself. Yeah. Whereas I have this jumping off point, but then mm -hmm. the problem that I also see with crochet, um, and you know, I'm in several like crochet groups Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are like, oh, I made this, and this is what I'm selling them for, is that so many people, because they use it as their hobby, mm -hmm. then when they want to sell it, they're, they're like, low they're like, it's fine. Like, you know, if I get the, like, cost of the yarn back, you yeah. know, and they'll sell, like, this mm -hmm. for, like, $10. Yeah. When it takes, like, almost you know, two hours to make. Happy plus, for, yeah. like, expensive yarn. And so, it's, but they're like, it's fine. You know, I was going to make it anyway. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, this is... It's like, yes, I would. I was going to make it anyway. Yeah. And I, I don't want to, like, hurt the industry. Yeah. You know? And so people are like, I could buy this on Etsy from somebody for $10. Mm -hmm. um, or I could buy it for you for uh, for I you don't for really like see it as true. Having been in business for a while mm -hmm. now, I used to get really irritated when I'd be at a show and my prints are 20 or $25 mm -hmm. and there's someone selling the same dimension, 8 mm -hmm. by 10 for like ten dollars, yeah, I would get irritated. Nowadays, you know why I don't really care is because what I know is that if you make this pillow yeah. and somebody else makes a very similar pillow, yeah, the thing that sets it apart, whether you like it or not, is you <laughs> and your story cool. and your daughter <laughs> yeah. having a nickname of Cricket, yeah, and her favorite stuffy being Clover, and yeah, that connection and narrative, yeah, and then that person's. If I may just nerd out on my own concept again, mm -hmm. that's the art that person's own meaning that they make out of it and the connection they make out of it. Like, right, the art, you make it. Yeah. That's your story. Then it goes out there, and then they make up something that's meaningful. Yeah. And that's what sets it apart and puts it in its own money category. It's yeah. you, and that's that's branding. Yeah, well, and, that, and the branding. Yeah. We're going to do this all day until we have <laughs> to go like pick up our kids from, like, like We got to go get our kids, um, like, really soon but the here. the brand, like, having... We're going to have to stop in, like, okay, five minutes. Okay, so, like, okay. I am my brand, right? Yep. And, like, whatever, like, if I you like myself, be, like... You, you don't have to be, but, but you choose to right. if, you, if you... Yeah. And that comes into, like, 
into, um, you know, having to be on social media and being like, here's me and here's my kid and like, here's my, um, my life and aren't yeah. I awesome? Um, because I follow a bunch of accounts like that. I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, look at these like crochet makers and they're so cool. And like, I want to buy their stuff, even though I could make the exact same thing because they're just right. so great. Right. And like, um, the, but yeah, then the amount of, hi summer, um, <laughs> That's the, the amount of then I have to like, like as an introverted person, mm -hmm. how much I have to give. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I'm going to take a nap after this. I have a therapy this appointment is, actually. And we're going to talk about this. What a day. And then, what and a then day. I'm going to take Her a nap. You are like, so exhausted. See, but that's the thing. You do not, you do not have to become a self-represented art brand. You yeah. don't. You don't. Yeah. You really don't. You could crochet your you could crochet nonstop until your entire living room is stacked top to bottom. And you could, you could be like, you just have like a email list that you, that's yeah. only word of mouth. And all of us know in twice a year, you're like, okay, come over and buy it. You don't even have to drag yeah. all your stuff to a show. Like you yeah, can do it any way you want. Yeah. And some people out here like me are extroverted and we actually love performing and talking and doing stuff. Yeah. And so I've done this since before blogs. I yeah. I did this through a Hotmail account. Yeah. I always wanted to share. But there's also brands that don't show the maker. They show, they like create a, they still create a story around the work. That's what branding is. It doesn't have to be you and your family. It could be this becomes almost a character and you yeah. like build a, a, you build a universe that this stuff inhabits yeah. and that's the brand. Yeah. A lot of us do it with our life cause it's easier. I yeah. Think. But there's a ton of my life I don't show. Yeah. A ton of it. And so that's, um, yeah, I just, I think again, like not doing it the way you see people doing it is, is going to be the best choice. So you need to be, like, creative, you're no, saying, no, and, like, no. coming up with something? <laughs> no, you just, I think you're I mean, doing yes, great. I think, yes. you've, I think you've already been doing a great job of it for years. Yeah. And this is just the current part of it. Yeah. Is going to this show. There's no, I have, like, no attachment to, the like, the what the future looks like as long as you're good. Yeah. And that's, yeah, and that's for me, too. It's like, this feels good now, like, and that's fine. Like, if this, you know, if I stop crocheting, a year from now and I'm like all of a sudden I want to do only paint by number as my you Some know people do then, that you know they like it. and yeah and not be like selling stuff at all then mm -hmm. like that's also fine too mm -hmm. so yeah um anyways. I just appreciate your perspective so much because I think you're so willing to be like this is a ton of work or you know I think a lot of people like yeah. kind of power through with this like crazy faith and don't yeah. acknowledge how much of a huge emotional and like material risk it is to do your first few craft fairs. Yeah, very risk averse. Like that's yeah. what, like I well not yeah, I mean I've always been a person that's like, yeah, I just wanna like work at a job where like I'm kinda of told what to do. Like it's just and I know that I'm like doing the right thing. Yeah. And then I make enough money to like live mm -hmm. and like take a vacation sometimes. <laughs> like, right, right. And then happy. Like that's so it like beautiful right? yeah beautiful but I feel like that is not what you know I feel like the hustle is like so glamorized like in Sex. our world yeah. and like and now we're all mm -hmm. like burnt out like millennials that are like what is happening yeah like, I can't you know like it's not working yeah we don't <laughs> we don't have to all become what we see 
Um, yeah. Okay, darling, we're going to wrap okay. this up. If you we're just get our kids. If you've missed the very beginning, this is Elise Friedrich. She lives in Portland, Oregon. She is sharing this awesome stage of her art and business journey where she's been prolifically crocheting and making these heirloom quality um, toys. And she's just in this season done her first two and about to do her third big craft show where she's you know putting together a booth and and putting them up for sale and so she's been sharing a lot of the experience of that and I think it's super relevant too because you have a different perspective on entrepreneurial endeavors mm-hmm. and risk taking and the heart of the work and why you even make it so very very good stuff um follow her at cricket and clover cricket and clover crochet cricket and clover crochet and um definitely Get some of these as gifts for the baby showers you're going to, for the kids in your life that you know. They're, they've, I have one of these dinosaurs for my daughter, and this dinosaur for your daughter is like two years old, mm-hmm. and it, they hold up beautifully, and they're very well loved. Machine washable and dryable. So they're the kind of thing that really could become a generational heirloom, and they're beautiful, and she makes them. So, All right. Thanks for watching The Art Friend Show. We'll Bye. see you tomorrow. I'd love to have you inside of Art Friends School, where we go deeper into these topics. Follow the link that's in the show notes or find it on my website at onamika.com.